Welcome, everyone, to Sit, Start, Drink, a fantasy football podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Sit, Start, Drink. My name is Eric, and with me are my co-hosts and good friends, Nizi, Kaz, and Cam. This is a, a beer review show where we mostly talk about fantasy football, and today's beer that we're going to be reviewing later in the show is Hazy Hero by Revolution Brewing. Uh, but we're going to get to that later. First, we're going to talk about fantasy football. So without further ado, let's sit, start, drink. All right, we're just going to dive in first to the recaps of all the games this week. Uh, we had some huge points falling out of Houston versus Detroit. Uh, Deshaun Watson popped off, absolutely popped off, had himself a day. All of that work went to Will Fuller. My man got 171 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that is awesome. And this is the second week in a row that Deshaun Watson went over 30. So I, I'm i feeling good about him. If I have Deshaun Watson, I'm like, all right, here we are. He decided to show up to the playoff push. He's definitely top five for us the season. I would put him at five, but definitely top five. He's got a great schedule coming up. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that he is going to be a guy who can carry. Um. It does suck that Will Fuller is going to be suspended moving forward if he was one of your studs because those points are no longer going to be on your team, unfortunately. Uh, we'll talk about Brandon Cooks later, but he should be a little bit of a shining light on that team moving forward. Uh, what about the other side of the ball? How do you guys feel about uh, Adrian Peterson? Uh, it's a little top-heavy with the touchdowns. I mean, touchdowns are great, but if you take those away, he had 55 yards, no catches. Very, very low. And he had carry on Johnson. And he had carry on Johnson creeping in on his workload. Yeah, that was what fifteen carries to eleven carries. I'm not really convinced on that. I mean, Adrian no. Peterson is he's he's great, but uh, moving forward, um, he they have DeAndre Swift coming back, right? Uh, Swift is the clear number one there. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it out of. Uh, out of these games, the only thing I will say is uh, Marvin jo- Marvin Jones Jr. I do believe in him. Um, he, if you are in need of a guy to play it safe on your flex, I think Marvin Jones can get you that ten points a week. Um, he's not big on touchdowns lately the past two weeks, but uh, he has some good matchups coming up, and I think that he will be. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for those games. Let's jump into Washington versus Dallas. Lock of the week, Antonio Gibson. <laughs> He's proven me right yet again. Yeah, yeah, you called lock of the week. Antonio Gibson is um, insane. He is explosive, and I would say, where, where do you guys put him rest of the season? Are we Top five, him? easily. Yeah. And the, the thing that I'm looking at right now, which is really, like, shocking to me, is he had 20 carries for 115 yards? Peyton Barber still had 11 carries, too. There's a lot like, to go around Washington. And he so, got three touchdowns, 115 yards, while someone else was taking 33% of the carries. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, the ball didn't really get thrown around too much, right? From what I'm No, nothing here. crazy with Alex Smith. He threw the ball 26 times for 19 completions. He had one touchdown for 150 yards. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how do you guys feel about him next week with uh, the Steelers? Gibson or Smith? Gibson. I like him. I, I think no matter what, Antonio Gibson's a good play. You got to start him. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a must start for sure. He had seven targets also on top of this game, five catches. 
I mean, he's he's the offense right now. Him and Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Zeke. Zeke. Back to struggling <laughs> after his big week. Drop him. If you yes. have Zeke, just Ooh. drop him right now. He's useless. <laughs> Save yourself the hurt. Yeah, oh, you don't have to play the game of do I start him or not? Just drop him. Let some idiot pick him up. Just get rid of you him. You got to play him. Got to play him. You're not happy. Play him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, running backs are not the best place right now. Uh, but I would not want him on my team, period, because I don't want to decide I'm starting him, especially next week against Baltimore. I don't want to start him that game. Um, the week after, you know, week 14 against Cincinnati, that's that's a pretty good matchup. But still, I mean, you're – you're looking at San Francisco after that and the Eagles. I mean, those are actually pretty good matchups. Maybe you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it, it sucks that he is doing what he's doing and will continue to do what he does. Uh, what but, a big day. Big day for Amari Cooper. Uh, you like 112 yards, touchdown. He's been trending upwards. I think he's a, a nice wide receiver one rest of the season. Yeah, as he should be. I mean, it's Amari Cooper. He, you know, he's slotted in to be a top 10 wide receiver and uh, the beginning of the year it, he was looking like that. And uh, I think that with the matchups for throwing the ball, he's going to be just fine. I'd be happy. Yeah. I mean, even against two hard defense, his last three games, he's had six, six and five receptions, uh, 112, 81 and 67 yards. So he, he's getting the work. He's just not getting the touchdowns, but that was one of those games against Washington, which is the best pass defense out there. And the, one of the games is against Pittsburgh, which is a, I think top five pass defense also. So he's going to get the love even against bad matchups. Yeah. I'm going to give an honorary mention to Dalton Schultz as well. Um, with the tight end wasteland being the way it is, he is a guy that you can count on for tight ends, uh, especially with the matchups moving forward. He's getting five plus targets each game, and that's all you can ask for in a tight end right now. Yeah, volume means points, and uh, that's what you want. So let's dive into Las Vegas versus Atlanta. I think are a little scared right now. Uh, this is a little one sided game. Uh, Atlanta, which to no one's expectations, ran away with this one. Yeah. Just- it's really hard to call anything out on this because of game script. It went so crazy. Um, you know, even it was like there was uh, secondaries out in no time. Well, I mean, Atlanta's defense, which is absolutely horrible, just decided to show up amazing. I mean, Matt Ryan only threw for 185 yards, but they scored 43 points. Yeah, if you look at the stats, the game mm-hmm. did not make sense, but it seems like the Falcons' D are just skewing the numbers huge because, like, nobody has yards on the Atlanta team. Yeah, are you guys worried about anyone on Las Vegas that you would normally be counting on? Uh, Jacobs, um, Waller? Just Waller and Jacobs because Jacobs is uh, – he got a little banged up. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little later. Yeah. Waller, he had seven targets. He only caught four. I just don't think they were going for short passes. They were they were behind every quarter. No, yeah, and seven targets for a tight end is awesome. And they have the Jets next. I'm not really I'm not I'm not gonna stress that at all. It kinda goes no. back kinda goes back to what Beasy's been talking about the past couple of weeks about how he, he needs to catch more balls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Hayden Hurst did just fine. Uh tight end on Falcons and uh I don't know. Brian Hill 
Ito Smith, that was just weird game script stuff. You know, Ito Smith was out and doing his thing because they had second string out so early in the game because it was such a blowout. I don't know. If, if, you, if Gurley's not back, I don't think you can really care about running okay. backs out of Atlanta, right? No, I wouldn't trust because Ito Smith and Brian Hill are split in the works. You can't really – it's going to be a toss-up of who's the guy that week. And then if it comes to the point, you're trusting Todd Gurley all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not all the time, all the time, but like in the plays that matter, Todd Gurley. Yeah, Hoku, another cheat point. You could throw a wide receiver two in your uh, kicker slot. If somehow Ku is in your free agency, claim him. I don't care if you have the first claim. I don't care if you have to use all your fab budget. If he's still somehow out there, grab him. Yeah, Ku is putting up wide receiver one points on the year. <laughs> So, I mean, he's he's a cheat code if he's on your team. Absolutely. Um, Kellen Ridley, doing what Kellen Ridley does, did just fine. Julio Jones is out. Um, I think I might talk about him later. But, yeah, to this game, that's pretty much all there really is to talk about. Um, Falcon Z, 27 points. Props to you if you were brave enough to start him. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people got to uh, eat those points. No. So, all right, let's jump into the Chargers versus Bills. How do you guys feel about Cole Beasley as a quarterback in the rest of the season? Um, not great. <laughs> no, that is this game because Josh Allen was nowhere to be found. Uh, that's actually I was reading that Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley's third ever pass in the NFL, and he's never made a completion until this week. So, got a touchdown out of it. Yeah, I, I think that Cole Beasley throwing the ball would be almost like, you know, your really athletic friend throwing the ball out there. It's going to be a similar thing. Like, I, I'm very nervous for that. I'm very nervous for the team moving forward in that, especially. Um, Where I mean, was I, Stephon Diggs? Uh, I mean, he had seven catches. That's the insane thing, but for only 39 yards. Like, he was present. He just wasn't getting the yards. Yeah, it just feels like old school Wes Welker and, like, not the good version tonight. They just couldn't get any passing off. And then, I mean, look, then Gabriel Davis had three catches for 79 yards. Like, it was a weird game for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, the rushing was okay. That's why I definitely see it as a weird game. Zach Moss went nine carries for 59 yards. Devil Singletary went 11 carries for 82 yards. Not yeah. too bad. Yeah, that, that's a really good uh, passing game. But there definitely no Austin Eckler, though. I mean, Eckler kind of popped off. Austin Eckler is going to make a campaign to be RP1 for the rest of the season with 16 targets as a running back. If you have PPR format, Austin Eckler is insane value if that's how Herbert's planning on using him. And imagine when he starts getting the touchdown looks. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, he's, he's putting up, what, 16.9 in PPR, and he didn't even touch the end zone. Like, once he starts getting there, it's going to be a smoke show. Delvin Cook. He, he put up out. way more than 16.9. Oh, sorry, 23.9. I was looking at it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was, without, I mean, he would have had a Gibson game if he just got one touchdown. And and then that's his first back. So, like, yeah. Austin Eckler, moving forward, watch out Delvin Cook. Watch out Alvin Kamara. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, how about Keenan? He's fine. He got the touchdown. Uh, 
they were spreading the ball around. They were playing from behind most of the game, pretty much all the game, actually. Yeah. Uh, just Eckler yeah, was hot. They were feeding Eckler. I mean, Keenan, I'm, Allen. I'm, Keenan Allen's floor is another wide receiver's ceiling. Yeah. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. was targeted 10 times. He only caught four balls. So it's a little concerning, but this is like a first time for him. Like it was a bad game, but it was still was it was still okay. Like, no one's upset. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, kind of a low game for Herbert, but again, it, a low game for everybody. So I'm not going to write that off. They have Atlanta in two weeks. Um, I think that you're just going to ride that out. And you're going to be there'll be yeah, huge, huge numbers. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Look forward to your playoff push there. Week will 14. be a shootout. <laughs> Let's jump into Giants and Bengals. What a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon we'll Allen. That. I mean, <laughs> Danny Jones, Brandon Allen. There was, the quarterback woes were huge here. Yeah. Uh, no one really expected this game to be anything, right? No. Um, there's really nothing too much to talk about on either side. Uh, Evan Ingram's finally looking the way he's supposed to. Hopefully he can keep that up. Sterling Shepard had a great game, and then Wayne Gallman is still being their workhorse. So, I mean, as I've been advertising, I'm still a Wayne Gallman. Yeah, those are, those are the only three Gallman. guys you should be owning on the Giants. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, there's no one else we should be talking about. And then over to Cincinnati, uh, it's it's going downhill. If you got Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, mm-hmm. AJ Green. I, I don't know. I'm I don't know what to do with them. Any of these wide receivers on either yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Sterling Shepard, Sterling Shepard is, uh, he's, he has been amazing. I mean, he, yeah, he, every, every game he's still getting a couple catches as long as he's healthy. Um, he rushing game for almost on the entire season. So yeah. that is exactly what you want out of a flex player. The rushing game in Cincinnati is absolutely gone without Joe Mix and Giovanni Bernard is not, the mustache is not saving his running game. No, he's, not at all. He's abysmal. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Mixing's supposed to come back week 14. And let's see if he can turn down, turn around for Cincinnati. But even with him, I'm I'm not too sure what's going to happen with them. I think they just sit Joe Mixon until next year, keep him healthy because he's going to get destroyed out there. I'm not even looking forward to that. Strong possibility. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Evan Ingram, awesome. Sterling Shepard, awesome. Wayne Gallman's going to get you if you need a flex. Uh, I would say awesome for Shepard, but a flex player. And then I think I think running back too for Gallman. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I just don't really like the Giants, but that's just me personal. Um, all right. Let's dive into the Titans and Colts. Well, if you have Derrick Henry, this is what you've been waiting for for so long. And this is going to continue. This is going to be Derrick Henry for the rest of the season. He is the number one running back from here and out. This is what Derrick Henry does every single year. This is what he does. This is his game plan. He starts out slow. He's like a freight train. He starts out slow. But then once he starts going, you cannot stop him. And he just keeps going and going. So, yeah, you're going to look at the uh, the RB1, I think, moving forward. I mean, the Colts team might actually be bad. Like anytime they play a top five offense, they've shown to be pretty bad, pretty poor. 
I don't, I don't know if that's 100% true. They're still the number one scoring fantasy defense. They're seven and four with a not a good offense. Their defense is what's been carrying them for wins. Look at all the high-scoring games. It's all against top five offenses. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a line in the sand where it's coincidence and not. Um, I think yeah, a great I defense doing poorly versus a great running back doing great. I'm going to say that Henry is just really great no matter what defense he's up against. And I don't care who the matchup is. That wasn't a knock against Henry. That was a knock against the Colts D for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so what about on the catching side? I know we've been talking about A.J. Brown and Corey Davis a lot lately. Um, I think we solidified that A.J. Brown is the guy. We were kind of talking about Corey Davis. Yeah, A.J. Brown is, I feel, uh, matchup proof. I think you start him every week no matter what. Like, because... If people benched him this week thinking he was going to have a bad matchup, he very much uh, showed you why you don't bench him. Yeah, yeah. and let's not let's not completely discredit Corey Davis. I mean, both of them are awesome, and they're you know Corey Davis still got you ten points in PPR. So. Yeah, uh, the only thing I'm worried about Corey Davis is only targeted three times. He caught all three passes. He just but yeah, there wasn't a lot of passing. It wasn't a lot of passing there at all. Right. Yeah, but there might not be a lot of passing moving forward with Henry. I mean, they might just play that hot hand and. Yeah. Um, if there is a lot of passing, I think A.J. Brown is the recipient of it. So I'm not that worried about it. Um, what about the other side of the ball, the Colts offense? Naeem uh, Hines, um, yeah. He's uh, he's really coming into that passing back role. Uh, we'll see what happens if with uh, Jonathan Taylor coming back this week. We'll see if that affects Heinz at all. I, I, I still think Taylor would get the majority of the carries, but they also might be doing the hot hand. So I, I don't think any of them are really trustworthy. I was going to say nine Heinz. You look at his, his game script and we have patterns now of 20 points, five points, almost 30 points, eight points, almost 20 points. We could say there's going to be a low game this next week. <laughs> yeah. If we're going off, if we're going off the pattern, that's for sure. Uh, it's nice seeing Ty, uh, T Y Hilton. Finally, finally showing up, but I think it's a one-time thing. I, think I, don't, I don't think I don't think you show up week twelve of the year, and it's like I'm good now, guys. Don't worry. Michael Pittman owners are very upset at what happened with him this week. Yeah, he got talked up so much, and I bet everyone started him. <laughs> there, you should just stay away from Colts. Almost every Colts player, you just stay away, except for the defense. I really don't see. Any Colts players need to be started. I'm not bored with that. I think we can start Naheem in the flex. Yeah, uh, uh, again, I, I think I, in that playoff push, you're not doing it. Yeah, when, when you got the full three-headed back situation going, I, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I, I have Naheem Hines in one of my leagues, and I am. He's been on the bench. And he's, he's probably going to stay there unless I have injuries that force him in. But he's a great insurance policy, and nothing more, in my opinion. Um. Anything else about this game, guys? No, we can uh, move over to the Panthers and the Vikings. Yes. Uh, Kirk Cousins has a great couple matchups coming up. He had a great game. He's been trending upwards. Look, I think if if you can get Kirk Cousins right now, you want to be doing it. I think you can get Kirk Cousins right now. Um, he's <laughs> going to be on the waiver wire. I just, there's no reason why people have uh, well, that for a good matchup. Yeah, he's, we'll be talking about him a little bit later in the show. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um Justin Just- Jefferson. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> uh, 
Are you even worried when Thielen's back? No, I think there's love to go around. I would Probably think not. like uh, BC Johnson, just put that with Adam Thielen with that stat line, but also give one of those touchdowns from Jeffries to Thielen. And I think they're both fantasy relevant. Okay, so on the other side of that coin, how do you feel about Kyle Rudolph's game? Was that only because Thielen is out? Because we've seen this before in the past where... No, I think it's... Uh, I think he's just came back from the dead. I'm not saying start him, but I. it depends on your tight end situation. He's been getting uh, targets every... He's been targeted... Uh, let's see, four games go uh, four times, three games go five times, two games ago, three times, last game, eight times. Like, he's he's getting some looks. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I, the efficiency you want to Yeah. I feel in the wasteland right now, he's not the worst pickup, but, again, I, it just depends on what you're working with. Yeah, Delvin Cook, uh, a little banged up, uh, dropped out for a bit, came back. Uh, yeah, he got guess- game script here too so i don't think you're really worried at all it was a it was a passing game for sure yeah. it happens yeah definitely um i was more concerned about injury however he said that he feels good to go so i'm not really that worried at all no i think we're all good um carolina though uh, mm. I, I don't know what's going on with uh, the i don't know who to trust for the wide receivers anymore now robbie say, anderson had I, a great game you know, I don't think you can trust all of them. If you look at the stats, four for 94, five for 72, four for 61. Like outside of PPR, you might not be trusting DJ Moore, but like you're, you're getting the, the work on all of them. Yeah. But what happens, what happens when CMC comes back? Is that helping their value or lowering their value? I think they've been doing this the past, I don't know, pretty much the whole season. Right? Yeah. But CMC hasn't been playing pretty much the whole season. Yeah, I think that it's going to have to be something that you have to feel out. Because even with CMC back, Curtis Samuel had a big game that game. And everyone thought that he was just going to completely die out being a utility that can run and pass. Or run and catch, I should say. Um, I think that it's going to be okay. Uh, DJ yeah, Moore, I don't know about okay. is, the, is the guy that I'm worried about. I think it um, becomes a rotisserie. I think like it, it goes from all of them getting usage to, to like one getting the usage. Well, if there's one to get it, it's going to be McCaffrey, and we saw that when he came back. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Carolina defense did great, scored a lot of points. Um, with their matchups in the end there, are you guys counting them, on them at all moving forward? Uh, week 14, Denver. 15, Green Bay, I wouldn't play them. What about in the championship against Washington? Is that someone that you're trying to stash for that? Uh, I think you just play them this week. Probably. That, that matchup against Denver is pretty juicy, but I think other mm-hmm. than that, it's – you really don't want any of those matchups in the playoffs. Okay, cool. I'm good with that. Uh, let's jump into the Cardinals versus the Patriots. Kyler's injury showing up a little bit bigger than people thought it would. Yeah, even I, is, even with the legs say, too. I called it. Even with the legs, it's very shocking. He only ran for five, he only ran five times for 31 yards. He needs to stay healthy. He cannot take hits on that shoulder because it is his throwing arm. And a bit of DeAndre a- Hopkins, I mean, this is really, really hurting what was, you know, the best wide receiver in the league, arguably. I the, I think people underestimate the New England Patriots secondary. Um, I know I did go into this week. I really thought Kyler Murray was going to have a monster week, but this, the secondary is looking great. I, I don't think it's a real big worry for That's Kyler fun. Murray or Hopkins. I think they'll be fine moving forward. I think it was just Patriots for the better team. Stephon Gilmore was back, so it's like uh, 
DeAndre was covered like a blanket out there. But yeah. Kyler Murray did have Drake to lean on. They rushed him 22 times. He was able to put a lot of work in from that, too. Yeah, and that kind of hurt what Kyler did was that Drake finally took over. He had two touchdowns. I mean, a lot of those times, those are Kyler Murray's touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm still going to stick with what I've been talking about the past two weeks and Kyler and his injury, and it's scaring me. You know, Christian Kirk went from a guy that you are excited to start him because three weeks in a row he was over 20 points, and now I would not start him anymore. And I think that this injury has a lot to do with it. It might be. Uh, I just think Kirk was always a boomer bust guy. Uh, you got to also remember Larry Fitzgerald is still going to be out another week of COVID. Potentially. Between week two and week nine, Kirk's lowest game was 10 points. I'm sorry, eight points. So I don't think he's really boomer bust. I think that this is falling off because immediately after Kyler got hurt, we see a six point game, a nine point game and a four point game. I mean, it, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it plays out, but I'm, I'm going to stand pretty strong on uh, that. You're going to lose value on the Cardinals. I, I, I yeah, It's possible. It's possible. I, I think we definitely need to go one more week and see what's going on before we hit the panic button. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of losing value, uh, the running back situation in new England Patriots, they, for a brief moment in time, looked promising the past couple of weeks, right? And now, well, how are we feeling? That bad, but I just think that like the problem is that Damian Harris is getting all the love before, and now James White is making us look like fools by being the biggest touchdown vulture that there is. Yeah, I I said it last week. I said you know James White is going to fill that pass role, and uh, I'm glad it happened. So I don't look like a fool. No egg on my head. I. Just like the Colts, there's not a player on the Patriots I would be starting right now. There's not enough volume. I It's being spread around way too thin. Yeah, I don't even know if I like Damian Harris in the flex it's, or James White in the flex. It's uh, If you need to start somebody, not the worst people in the world to start. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, as of super desperation running back play, Damian Harris and James White for sure. But there's better QBs than Cam Newton. There's better wide receivers than Jacoby Wires. Yeah, I would say keep. I would say keep an eye on Jacoby. I think that he has uh, a good matchup coming up late against Miami uh, for your week before the playoff or before the finals. So if you are in that push, keep him around at least for that. Uh, that's pretty much it for that game, right? Let's uh, let's yeah. jump into the Dolphins and the Jets. It's magic. Was it work today? Yeah, yeah, he looked good. Uh, he was leading up hard for fantasy. Like, like I predicted a couple of weeks ago, uh, it doesn't matter who's out there. If it's Fitzpatrick, if it's Tua, they're loving Devontae Parker. It's it's wild that like I'm looking at the receiving line right now, and it's 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 just crazy to me. Devontae Parker with eight catches, everybody else was three, two, or less than that. Like it was all Parker. He gets. I mean, with Preston Williams con and uh, like. Jakeem Grant not being what he's been in the past few seasons. It's just like he's the only productive one out there. Yeah, he's the only guy that he, that you feel safe throwing the ball to and he's going to catch it and he's going to you know get some yards after the catch. Um, so Devontae Parker, I will talk about him later for sure. Yes. Um, uh, what about the other side of the ball? The Jets. Honestly. The Jets. And even Jamison Crowder, the guy who I believed in for so long, uh, is starting to um, show... 
Um, yeah, nothing. About Frank Gore. Frank Gore is a workhorse, and I think you could start him in the flex and get a solid floor. Frank Gore is a flex play, or if you have, you need a hard RB two because there's a very solid chance you're you're sitting on something you don't want to be starting. At least he's the number one guy there. Like if you had some Patriots running backs or you had some Colts running backs, I would almost say maybe start Gore in front of him, just because you know he's getting the stuff. He's yeah. getting the touches. No one else is there. Yeah, let, you know, uh, volume is points, and you you can't trust someone on, on those other teams to be the guy for that week. So yeah. it's crazy to say that Frank Gore is still the man you can count on, but here we are in 2020. Frank Gore is still the man you can count on. Yes, another decade. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it for, for these games that I would even – care to talk about um i'm not trusting any of the wide receivers on the jets and neither should you how about the browns versus the jacks nick chubb continues to overshadow kareem hunt i think you can still play kareem hunt um yeah yeah i I, yeah absolutely hunt's not he's still part of the team i mean now i look he had two targets compared to chubb's three targets just he he's still there. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't panic on Hunt yet. So Hunt's actual catches the last two weeks was one and then zero. His he's getting thirteen carries last week, ten carries this week. Uh, I think that Hunt has the touchdown vulture potential uh, on a bigger play. And as far as throwing the ball goes, I'm not really counting on any of those guys. I mean, even Jarvis Landry who had a great week. Are you guys? You know, on the Jarvis train, or what's up with that? No, I think it's a one-time thing. Uh, yeah, definite fluke. Just was yeah. a good game okay. for him. I mean, he's a great player. Uh, I just think the Browns have just not been. He just it's not his year on the Browns. Is what I want to say. The Browns have been good. They've been winning games. They're eight and three somehow. Uh, just not because yeah, of Jarvis. It's never been Jarvis Landry's year on the Browns. I mean, he's always been just a 10 point guy to me. That's how I've always nah, felt. Last, he, several he, years, just he, last year, he was a uh, points and he might have an upside. Uh, last year, yeah. I'm feeling like more like a 15 point play each week. I, and before he, that, he was great. So, and that, that yeah. wasn't his problem season, but <laughs> he's been great yeah. before that. Uh, yeah. Over, um, I was going to say pass catching. Uh, the only person that I'm keeping around is Austin Hooper because you have to, mm-hmm. uh, but on the other side of the ball, uh, go ahead, you're say something. Yeah, I was gonna say just James Robinson. Uh, sorry, James Robinson is still the he's him and Derrick Henry the bell cows of the NFL right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, I like James Robinson. Uh, looking great. Uh, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It seems like James Robinson is still eating. How do you feel about Glennon's effect on the? I, uh, as a shark owner, I'm okay with it. He looked not too bad. I, I still like Minshew over Glenn, but I don't think he saw a target this game. A shark was hurt. He didn't. Shark, shark was out. Yeah, no. He, that, that's why. So yes, he did not. He did not see a target that game. You are correct. Okay. <laughs> but moving forward, you know, when he, when he gets healthy, yeah, Shark's yeah. gonna be the guy again. I, I don't see any other Jacksonville receiver willing to be rostered. Uh, Shark is fine with no, Minshew or Glennon. Uh, I, I think either one, there he's okay with. Yeah, James Robinson and DJ Shark are the only two people you about on that team, and we've been saying that a lot lately. But it, you know, we're late in the year, and it's been a lot of injuries this year. So 
There's yeah. not a lot left. Um, let's jump into the Saints and the Broncos. I'm still convinced Alvin Kamara is hurt here. I said it last week, and I think yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty spot on here. It also helps that you have a wildcat quarterback now too that can pull a lot of the like a lot of the pressure off him to where you have Murray, him, and Hill all running to where he can play hurt. I feel like I'm watching the Florida Gators. This looks like a college offense out there, but it's like super effective in the NFL. Well, it actually looked like a college game. It looked like a number one seed team against an unranked team. Exactly what it looked like. (laughs) And the fantasy points show it. Um, Okay. Alvin Kamara. I don't like any of these receivers game right now. Are you guys in a consideration of benching Alvin Kamara in the future? Uh, we'll actually uh, be talking about that in a later section of the show. All right, then we will actually talk about that later in the show. I do want to actually cover on that because it's a very interesting topic. Um, I will say Taysom Hill this upcoming week, right back at it in Atlanta. The dude is going to slap all over again. And I'm just going to put my name behind it. I know he's going to do it. So I'm not worried about that. Jared Cook, if you did not drop him two, three weeks ago, just drop him now. Yeah, you, you could drop him now. Anymore. Uh, on the other side of the ball, there's really nothing to talk about. It was... Nah, they had a wide receiver playing quarterback. Just Yeah, uh, just... <laughs> um, yeah, Melvin Gordon's only running back you want to be starting there, and even that, it's still iffy. Uh, now the quarterbacks are back, so you could go back to maybe starting Jerry Duty and Tim Patrick, but uh, the Denver's just not a good team, in my opinion. Uh, Tim Patrick over Jerry Judy, in my opinion. I'll just say that. Just just for this upcoming week, if you sure. are there. Tim um, Patrick this season, Jerry Judy every season. Let's go. Okay, cool. Uh, let's just get out of this mess and uh, jump into San Francisco and the Rams. Uh, the return of Raheem Mostert might be a committee with uh, Jeff Wilson there, but Raheem, Raheem looked good. I still think Raheem's the number one. I, I, if you have him, start him without any worries. I, I don't think Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson, even when there was no other running back, wasn't impressive. So yeah, I, I don't think, think he's are, he's not coming up and snaking. Excitement. He's not. Well, actually, I take that back. Uh, I forgot two weeks ago he went off with 112 yards and three touchdowns. So let me pull that back. But he's hit or miss. Yeah, you know, what I'm really excited about on this is uh, Debo is back, and Debo is back. Like, what a great performance coming out the gate! You know, 24 points in PPR. Um, COVID, and then he beat the Ram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I actually spent uh, Sunday for a little bit watching Debo Samuel highlight videos just to remind myself of how good he was. He's awesome. <laughs> he he's awesome. It's good to have him back. I uh, I think a matchup proof must start every week. Yeah, and on the other side of that coin, I think that Jordan Reed is someone that you are not as sure about now that Debo is back. Same to say with Brandon Ayuk. Jordan um, Reed, you should not I think that be sure about him for the past five seasons. Yeah, I was about to say was, the injury risk is two bananas. He, the, he, the only reason man, why I'm, the only reason I'm bringing him up is he was a waiver wire ad. 
uh, last week or the week before. Yeah, uh, and I just it, wanted it, to touch base on it. Okay, yeah, it's already but fizzled it, out. Stay away yeah. from Jordan Reed. Yeah, we saw we saw what happened. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, who was a guy that did pretty great the past couple weeks. Um, with Debo back, I think that that is going to affect him. How do you guys feel? Yeah, uh, I only buddy, the only one on San Francisco I like is Debo, wide receiver wise. Yeah, I was wow. loving Ayuk, yeah. and I now I'm just keeping an eye on him. Like I don't start, I'm not starting him this week. Potentially after that, but you have to keep an eye on him. Okay, um, let's flip the scripts onto the Rams. Jared Goff with three points. Do right. what Goff does late season. I've had him for the past like three years in later season or later season games, and he does this every single time. That this year I stayed completely away from him. Um, how do you guys feel about him moving forward? Uh. I don't know. Uh, we're, we're actually we're actually going to talk about him a little later too. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, all right. Well, anyone on this team that you are comfortable with, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, are we sure about either? I I don't like Rams receivers. Uh, I, Cooper Cup, I think you're actually fine with. He had a rough game, but I don't think you're worried. I think he's just going to bounce back next week. What about Cam Akers? How are we feeling there? Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown. <sighs> Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I see 14 points next to Cam Akers, but I don't believe it. I'm not falling for it, especially this late. Um, I, mean, so much, yeah, I would say that. So much action everybody, everybody's getting touches. And uh, Daryl Henderson actually had more touches than Cam Akers. I don't know who you want rest of the season, if either of them. Yeah. I thought it was Daryl Henderson, but yeah, he's, he's really let me down. Uh, yeah, I'm just sticking with Cooper cup. Only, only one I would want to. All right. Uh, Kansas city and Tampa Bay. What did Patrick Mahomes do to Tom Brady? What Tyreek do? I don't even know why we're talking. There's one person to be talking about here on this game. That's Tyreek. Yeah. The most um, entertaining player, the greatest show on earth. He's cru- he crushed people's dreams this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill, number one wide receiver, rest of the season. I mean, there's just no way what? after this performance. Rest of the rest season, of the season. number yeah, one. I'm into, it I'm into it too. I'll, 100%. I'll, I'll back him. I'll he is him. on fire right now. And then you think after that game, he's just going to. Well, no. Uh, no, no, and we've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks too. Like, uh, these this offense is moving to be a passing offense, and we can talk about Ceh as well and what that's doing to him. Um, I, honestly, I I lost faith in Ceh like three weeks ago, but I know that people are still holding on because they picked him up in the first round. But I, I'm over it. I'm literally over it. I would not start him at this point. Tyra Clyde will be fine. Uh the books are grading against the run and just couldn't stop Mahomes this game. So why would they switch switch on that? Like Clyde showed last week he can do it. And I think the matchups going forward are going to show that Clyde is still the running back that you drive. I hope you're right. Uh, what about the other side of the ball? The, uh, the three-headed dragon that is the wide receivers. Um, I think Mike Evans has shifted to number one, not Chris Godwin anymore. Uh, I think Mike Evans. Uh, no. 
busted at the touchdowns. Oh, uh, Mike Evans is just touchdown. a touchdown guy. I mean, that's how he's been all season. He's the touchdown guy. Um, I think Godwin and Evans are fine. Gronk is fine. Antonio Brown, I don't know. I don't know about him. I uh, I would give it one more week to three out of the four games he's played. He's been decent. This one's a really bad one from, so I don't know. Uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. Keep it in the oven and let's see what. Uh, They're also about. playing from behind. Kansas City's a very good defense, too. I, I don't know. I, I think he'll be okay moving forward. Ronald Jones, a guy that you have to start, but you probably wish you didn't. Um, I'm not trusting it, even though he showed up. You look at his, his past couple of games, and he just he doesn't do it every time. And it can really hurt you. He, I mean, he only really showed up because he had a really big catch, a 37-yard grab. Other than that, he was pretty lackluster on the ground. Okay, so we're staying away from Fournette and Jones, even though yeah, yeah. for a week, yeah. <laughs> just not not worth it. Okay, not worth it. All right, uh, let's talk about Bears Bears Packers a game that means a lot to us, being Chicago hometown. Our boy David Monty, uh, past couple weeks, a lot of people have been saying he should be an RB two everywhere, and I think this week he finally solidified it. Yeah, he he looked awesome. Um, I think he's going to keep looking awesome. I think that the faith that Allen Robinson has is starting to show. <laughs> Mitch loves Monty. Mitch loves Allen Robinson. So, like, as long as Mitch is the QB there, these boys are going to be great for your teams. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I don't know. I I just I don't know how Allen Robinson is going to do moving forward. But that's just my take on it. I know that a lot of other people are going to disagree with me on that. I like him. I like him. Okay. Um, how about the other side of the ball on Green Bay? Uh, Jones and Jamal. You're 50-50 over there. You're not happy if you're an Aaron Jones owner, but he's getting work. Neither of them really getting the touchdown love because Aaron Rodgers has just been slinging. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Lazard back. Um he did. He did all right. You know, twelve points and uh, what did he have? How many receptions did he have for that? That was four receptions on twelve points. So uh, I was worried about Tunyon with little Zard being back, but Tunyon did just fine too. I think you like both of those guys. They have really tasty playoff matchups, especially towards the later end of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so we're not worried about really anybody on Green Bay. No. Perfect. Uh, their defense uh, had a great week this week, but I don't know. Their defense is hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I picked up Tanya in one of my leagues, uh, and I'm so happy I did because I'm looking forward to him for the rest of the year. So if he is, for some ungodly reason, still on your waiver wire, uh, grab him for the rest of your season because he, I think you can count on him game for game. Uh, Seattle versus the Eagles. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Thanks. (laughs) I know a couple of you are Tyler Lockett owners. Uh, How you feeling? I feel like they can't. I I was a Tyler Lockett owner, and I sold him right after his huge 53-point game, and people were calling me absolutely crazy for it. But 
like I said, it's going to be DK for the rest of the year. The only reason why Tyler had that opportunity is because DK was heavily covered and it showed. I mean, it's going to be DK. He is. I agree. Wholeheartedly. If there's a matchup where you have a, a tough corner, if you have your Jalen Ramsey, if you have your Tredavious White or whatever, you could start Tyler Lockett because he's going to get some love. But in the matchups where they're just going to be passing all over everybody, it's all DK. Yeah. Yeah, I want to try and find the interview where I heard it. Maybe I'll throw it on one of our socials. But it, it was an interview where Russ Wilson just told the reporter that DK Metcalf is a star and I'm going to make him a star this year. And like, as soon as I saw that, I still block it immediately. <laughs> There's no need to have him anymore. Uh, but the passing game in Seattle has always been strong and it, it's going to continue to be. So let's talk about the run game. There's some talks of Rashad Penny coming back. Uh Chris Carson was Carson eased back. back in. Yeah. It was supposed to be a big old game for Chris Carson. It wasn't a bad game for him by any means. Hopefully you were smart and you put him in the flex like you should have. Got the touchdown. Yeah, the touchdown saved him. Um but Hines usage went down. I think it's gonna stay down. Um I don't know. This uh the running back situation over there is gonna get a little messy. Yeah, I I don't think that Carson is a hundred percent healthy. I think that he was kind of forced back in, especially with that, that foot sprain. Um, so I think that you can be weary about him moving forward. I think that Hyde's usage will go down and Carson's will go up, but the second he starts not feeling right, it's going to flip scripts and no one's even going to know why. Um, what about the Eagles? Uh, <laughs> It's just a dying franchise. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe you like Dallas Goddard, but <laughs> yeah, they're bad. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the Eagles a little bit later. At the, I mean, really quickly, there's nothing really to talk about at the moment. Uh, just there's a couple uh, things we'll be mentioning a little later. We, we can Wentz move got on. Eighteen points. Okay, it's gonna be fine. It's not gonna be fine. <laughs> no way. I mean, just put uh, Jalen in and start start nursing that. So how about uh, we actually film film this episode today, Wednesday after the Wednesday night football game? How about that game? Yeah, uh, it went just as well as you would expect. I Robert Griffin, running back one, rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did yeah. anyone else think anything else would happen? I expected a little bit more offense from Baltimore. I mean, they almost won, which is shocking with when you're looking at the players' stat lines. But. Right. And it's the best defense in the league, which is crazy. Like, uh, Baltimore was so – it was a ragtag group. It was Keanu Reeves and the replacement. Pittsburgh is the worst <laughs> 11-0 and team like of all time. Uh, Any team that's gone 11-0 and will would whoop this year's Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the defense is doing a lot more than you are giving them credit for because, like, a lot of people just don't realize that they're the best defense in the league. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mean, the thing is, though, they have three fantasy-relevant wide receivers, too, that you'll start every week. Claypool, Johnson, and Juju all looked good today. And I think you can continue to start those guys, yeah. Yeah, Eric Ebron even looked great. I think you could start him. Uh, Yeah. Benny Snell, um... If Connor doesn't come back, I think you could still start him just because it, it is, a, you know, there's some there's some love going to the running back position there. But James Connor would be the one you want to have if it's between the two of them. Yeah, Big Ben looked pretty rough this game, but I think he'll be fine. Yeah, the other wide receivers and uh, and tight end Eric Ebron, 
there was like a, a, a script flipped for them of Ben Roethlisberger used to spend the most time in the pocket before his injury. And now he, statistically he spends the least amount of time before releasing the ball. So they're becoming a very pass heavy offense. If they don't immediately hand it off, he's firing it off to one of his receivers and they're and these are three athletic guys. They're going to get the ball. And so you're going to see a lot of points from these guys every single time. I think he averages like two seconds after snap until the ball is thrown or, or maybe it's, wow. it's even less. Um, but yeah, he's now the quickest throw in the NFL, which is awesome for yeah. wide receiver. Okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so keep an eye on these guys. If you have them, you're always starting them, of course. Eric Ebron, moving forward, I think that you're you're going to be okay to start him for the, for the tight end wasteland that it is. Um, do you guys want to talk about anything else in this game? No, we can move on to our injuries, waiver columns. And yeah. all that. Yeah, Cam, let us know. Who got hurt? Uh, a lot of people have been hurt. A lot of, a lot of COVID stuff going on. But, uh, yeah, uh, everybody knows about the Ravens situation by now. Um, it seems like uh, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram already activated from that. So they should be good for next week. But uh, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. Willie Sneeds still still hurting, still on the well, not hurting, but you know they're on the COVID list. Uh, James Connor from the pit game, he actually caught COVID, so definitely something to monitor, especially with his past uh, health history. But uh, from the COVID list and IR activated, uh, Zach Ertz. So we'll potentially see Zach Ertz next week, maybe, but. Uh, Looking forward to that. If you have, yeah, if you're a Goddard owner, you are not so happy about that, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, Goddard has done just fine with Zach Ertz. Honestly, like he, what? even in the past years, he's been okay. So I think that you're just excited if you have Zach Ertz chilling in the IR. We'll be making that argument in a little bit. All right, all right. And then, uh, as for non-COVID injuries, uh, we saw Danny Dimes go down, hurt his ham- hamstring. Uh, he's unlikely to play next week, but uh, see what happens there. Uh, Josh Jacobs, another another bad injury, uh, hurt his ankle. He's questionable. He has a chance to play. He didn't practice today, but definitely something to monitor. Uh, on the Falcons, we got Todd Gurley and Julio Jones. Uh, Gurley with the knee, Julio with the hamstring. Both had a limited practice log today on Wednesday. Uh, Dan Quinn's hopeful that they'll both play, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, I hope will come back. Julio's has been a lingering, though. Let's just remember that that it's just something that's going to keep potentially keep coming back. Yeah, I mean, if you got him, if he's playing, he's starting him. Uh, that's it. Just keep keep an eye out. Yeah, it's pretty standard, Julio. Yeah, they call him Julio for a reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> DeAndre Swift uh, had that concussion, but he did log limited practice day. Uh, they're optimistic that he'll play this week, so definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, Salvin Ahmed, another uh, deep pick, but you know, if you're monitoring the Miles Gaskin IR situation, everything happening in Miami, you might have picked up Salvin oh, Ahmed. We'll get- well, yeah, one of these days we might get Gaskin back, but... Uh, Salvin Ahmed did log limited practice this week or today. So 
might come back this week. I think that's it for injuries. Uh, we can move on to waivers. Yeah, buddy, let's see. Who are we picking up? Uh, so for week 13, we got the Buccaneers and the Panthers buys. So you're missing out on Tom Brady. You're missing out on Gronk. All the Bucks wide receivers. Anybody from the Panthers. So you're gonna, you might need to do some streaming. And for that, at quarterback, if you have uh, Tom Brady, you can pick up Kirk Cousins, who's only rostered in 20.4% of ESPN leagues. Uh, he's got the Jaguars this week, and he looked great this past week. So I think you'd do worse. Uh, then you got Philip Rivers. He's rostered in 13.2% of ESPN leagues. He's got the Texans this week. And Be a little careful with Philip Rivers. He's still battling yeah. that. Yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah he, I'm very excited about Kirk Cousins. Um, not as much Philip Rivers, but if you need somebody, he, he's there. Yeah, he, he should be available. It's, I, know, I know at this point in time, people are rostering multiple quarterbacks, two, sometimes three. So you might have to pick up Peanut Butter Rivers there. <laughs> Uh, for uh, running back, we um, we talked about Cam Akers earlier. Uh, it's he's only rostered in twenty seven point nine percent of leagues. Um, yeah, Cam Rams, Akers was a guy who was a waiver wire pickup earlier in the year, and then he just got dropped by everybody again. And now it's like, hey, pick him up again. Yeah, I mean, he he was. I, I drafted him, I think fourth round in one of my leagues. So. Yeah, he, he was definitely one of those rookies. He's supposed that, to be a fourth round type of draft pick. Yeah, there's a lot of hope there, but uh, and a lot the of Rams talent still, there. So since he's there, I, I agree with you there. Hundred uh, percent. The Ram, the Rams are still running a committee, but he he might be getting the lion's share. Well, it's definitely something to monitor. And I, I think, think if it's anybody, it's Acres. Uh, absolutely worth the pickup. And then uh, Devontae Booker. Someone to keep in mind uh, for the Josh Jacobs owners. He's only rostered in 5.3% of leagues. He didn't get too much work this week, but we know he has the talent to do it with Josh Jacobs out. Or, so, worth a pickup if you got Josh Jacobs. I I think it's definitely worth the pickup because you don't know what's going to go on with uh, Josh Jacobs. And even with Josh Jacobs healthy, Devontae Booker's starting to get a little bit of love. Yeah, I like Devontae Booker. Uh, At wide receiver, we got Lazard, we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, He seems to be finding pace with Rodgers again. Fantastic rest of the season, like I said, for the Packers. So, if you could pick him up, stash him for your last couple weeks of the season, I'm going to be making a play at Alan Lazard, and I think you should be too. Yeah, like I said earlier, I have uh, Tunyon, and I'm a little bitter because I saw what Alan Lazard looked like in that game, and I'm a little bit worried about the tight end situation because that's what I'm counting on to take me to the ship this year. But yeah. absolutely, Alan Lazard is going to do it the rest of the season. He's only lost in 27.8% of leagues, so he should be out there for you. Uh, a deep pick for you at wide receiver is Gabriel Davis. He's only rostered in 1.1% of leagues. Uh, Josh Allen isn't Josh Allen without John Brown, but Gabriel Davis seems to get a fair share of 
looks with Jordan Brown out. So while that's happening, if you're hurting at wide receiver, I think you could do well with Gabriel Davis. And then, uh, as as always, tight end is is what it is this year. But uh, there's a couple picks that might save you if you're hurting. Uh, Kyle Rudolph at 13.6% of the leagues. Uh, he did pretty well this week. Um, didn't have Thielen or Irv Smith, but he's got a plus matchup, as I mentioned with Kirk Cousins this week. So he, he could be a, he could fill that spot for you. And then we have Trey Burton. Trey Boo Boo. Yeah. Boo Boo. And, uh, um, I said that Mo Alley Cox was the guy that you wanted two weeks ago. I was I was all in on Mo Alley Cox with the Jack Doyle injury. And Mo Alley Cox broke my freaking heart this year. I was. <laughs> I, <laughs> I talked him up so hard. I, I renamed my team Godzilla because I picked him up because he's so huge. I was so excited about having him, and and now he's on the waiver wire again. Like, why'd you do this to me, Mo? It's it's hard. It's hard with this Colts offense. They're all over the place. It's Anybody's guess. But on the uh, upper hand of that, Trey Burton has had two TDs the past two games. Uh, you're taking a risk. He is TD dependent, obviously. But what uh, what else can you ask? Yeah, I was going to say, what else can you ask for in the <laughs> tight end landscape? And then last but not least, for waivers, we have some defense streams. Uh, the Chiefs defense have a fantastic matchup this week. Uh, they are rostered in 42.6% of leagues, and as we mentioned, uh, people might be rostering multiple defenses along with quarterbacks, so they might not be there, but if they are, make a play for them. They face the Broncos. All the Broncos quarterbacks are coming off the goofiest <laughs> the goofiest pass, just COVID and all that nonsense, so they're going to be a little shook. But I I think the Chiefs D are a fantastic streaming play. This I week. think I think it's also possible you want to pick up the Packers D as well. Um, they were probably picked up a fair because a lot of people wanted to get that action against the Bears defense. But if they're still on your wire, they have Philadelphia this week, and with everything going on over there, you might want to get in on that action. Philadelphia is free for any any defense. Carson Wentz just gives up points. And for a deeper play that I don't hate is the Raiders defense only rostered in 3.4% of leagues. They get the Jets this week. They should be out there for you. I, I think you can do worse than the Raiders defense. Yeah, and on, on the topic of defenses right now, because people are rostering so heavily, especially around this time of year in defenses and in quarterbacks and those kind, kinds of things, if you know that you have secured a buy or if you are, you know, fighting for and you are you know that your matchups are tasty and you're gonna get there, start looking at those defenses in your matchups that are like week fifteen or week fourteen, week sixteen even. If it even if you pick up a defense only for that one week, just to make sure you get there. If you have someone that is sitting on your bench like a wide receiver or running back that is not that good, um, he's a guy that you don't really count on, you're probably not gonna play him. Sub in a defense for it that is a stash for later because if your team does get there, you only have your starters that the points count for. And now you have a defense that you don't have to fight over on the waiver wire two weeks from now. So keep an eye out for that. That's all I'm going to say on that one. 
Absolutely. I'm, I'm someone who loves the stream defenses. I, <laughs> I actually had in one league the Browns and the Rams both rostered. I got a little, I got a little too messy with the, the streaming and fumbled the bag there. So if, if you got defenses like wow, that rostered, yeah, if you have defenses like that rostered, just, just keep them. You, do, you don't need to stream every week. Yeah, that you know, like having a great defense for a later week is going to do you better than you know someone like Naeem Hines or someone like Jacoby Myers, who's going. It's going to be a hit or miss kind of guy. Um, but, you know, let, let's let's jump into the drops. Uh yeah. There's obviously you're probably going to drop Wolf Fuller. I mean, not probably. Uh, is is out for the rest of the season? Uh, so safe drop there. I think another safe drop is Kalen Balage. Eckler's back, and even with Eckler back, we have Joshua Kelly finding the second position. So, yeah, Kalen Balage. He, if you picked him up when you're supposed to, he did what he was supposed to for your team. Uh, I picked him up on my in one of my leagues, and uh, I'm dropping him now because he got me those couple wins that I needed, and I don't. I don't need that anymore. So yeah, I mean, he, he's he's he did more than I think we any anyone expected Kalen Balage to do. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so he served as well. Do we have any? I know we mentioned Jerry Cook earlier. Obviously, you're, you hopefully God, I hope you already dropped. Yeah, you, you you can. Um, Jerry Cook. <laughs> Travis Fulgham is the only drop that I can think of right now. Ooh. It, hurts yeah, to say, it hurts to say, but he's, no, he's just... No, no reason, no. No reason, no. You lock of the week, Travis Fulgham. I have never once lock of the week, Travis <laughs> All five lock of the week have been successful. <laughs> it's hard to lock anybody who has Carson Wentz throwing to them or, or trying to throw to them. Yeah, no. Uh, Travis Fulgham's probably the guy that you can definitely drop to. Um, all right. Is that all we have for Robson? I think so. Cool. Uh, Neezer? Let's jump into yes, the sit-start shotgun with Neezy. Neezy's going to run through some players. We are all going to quickly say if we would sit or start them. Uh, these are all going to be relevant players, and we're hopefully going to give you guys some streamability with this. So, Neezy, why don't you fire this off? Uh, first off, we're going to start off with Taysom Hill against Atlanta. Ooh, they allow the most yes. points to quarterbacks. Are we sitting there starting Taysom Hill? The last time he faced them was his first ever start, and he got 24 Points. First ever start, and he got 24 points. Like, just <laughs> say less. You are absolutely starting Jason Hill against Atlanta. Come on. I'm starting them. Everybody's gunslinging against Atlanta for this week or something. Except if you're Derek Carr. As much as I hate to say it, I think he's a start. Yeah. Okay. We are starting Taysom Hill. On to Jared Three point golf. <laughs> are we starting him against Arizona, which allowed the eighth most points to QBs? No, I can probably throw Jared Goff further. <laughs> there. like, there's absolutely no way. Yeah, he's quarterback seventeen ever, on the year. Ever, even with the good matchup, I am not starting. I'm oh, sorry, Jared Goff. No, absolutely not. Consensus is sit Jared Goff this week. Now, this is someone I am not behind, but I don't know about this week. Kirk Cousins versus Jacksonville. They allow the third most. Points to QBs. Are we starting Kirk Cousins? He's QB 15 on the year. Fire him up. Fire up yep. the Kirk, baby. 
Yeah, Kirk Cousins, he's like the like the dad of the NFL. He's like, gosh dang it! Like after the plays that don't go right, <laughs> I love watching that dude, especially when he's mic'd up. He's hilarious. But with his his last four games, twenty points, seventeen, twenty two, twenty six, he's on an upward trend. I yeah, I don't like trend. Kirk Cousins, That's but not I'm just gonna... an upward trend. I mean, that is a good quarterback. Well, it's upward trend from negative one point four eight. You're right. Absolutely. Ten. So yes, it is an upward trend. He's, he's all right. So. Kirk Cousins, he's found his Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen's going to be back. Uh, Delvin Cook, like, you are absolutely starting Kirk Cousins. Well, that, that's the only issue I have with Gaw, or with, sorry, with Kirk Cousins because there's a huge chance that it's going to be a Delvin Cook show and you will suffer. But I think this week, uh, he's facing Green Bay, which allowed the six fewest points to QBs. I still think he's going to be all right. All right, so consensus is start Kirk Cousins? Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. awesome. All right, and then let's move on to Carson Wentz. <laughs> Who? Um, I'm sorry, yeah, he's he's facing Green Bay this week. I, I got confused. I'm sorry about that. Uh, they allow the six fewest points to QBs. That's a joke session. I'm Yes, I I think uh, I'm definitely sitting Carson. But Wentz. guys, he got 18 points this week. Don't you have yeah. eight? Um, yeah. yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. We're sitting Carson Wentz. All right. Consensus right. says sit Carson Wentz. On to wide receivers. Brandon Cooks. We talked about him a little bit earlier in the show. Um, what are we doing? Brandon Cooks, are we sending him starting? He's facing the Colts, which allow the seventh fewest points to wide receivers. Are we scared about that? I'm sitting him this week. Uh, I know it doesn't matter, but I'm starting him the rest of the season. But this week, I'm sitting him. I'm starting him. I think there's no one else there. Randall Cobb was their slack guy. Well, Fuller is out. I You got to throw it to somebody. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's going to throw it. It's going to go to Cooks. Cooks' matchups for the rest of the season aren't even that good. It's Colts, Chicago, Colts, Bengals. I'm starting them every week. Yeah. I'm changing my answers. I talked about how Indiana or Indiana struggled against top five offenses. I think that Houston's kind of knocking on that door. So I'll, I'll give them the start. Let's give them a shot. Yeah, I'm going to start. Yeah, Brandon, right, Brandon, we're start start. Brandon Cooks. Uh, Jamison Crowder, we talked about him a little bit earlier too. Uh, he's facing the Raiders, which allow the 11th most points to wide receivers. Started off hot this season. He had a couple bad injuries and he has not recovered since the injuries. What are we doing with Crowder? I am sitting him. I don't want to look at him anymore. I am done with Crowder. <laughs> I'm need, dropping him. I, if you need a flex play, I don't. I would drop him, but no, I, I have no faith in Crowder right now. And, I, and I've said it for the past couple weeks. Unless Darnold is throwing, and then even that, even then, it, no, he needs to prove that he can. He's the guy. He 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 was averaging ten plus targets a game, and now the last three games he's getting two, three, and five. It's just I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going he on. Might he might not be running his routes as quickly. The, the injury might be resonating. There, there might be some on the on the sidelines kind of stuff going on with that. Um, but no, you can't trust James Crowder. Gut feeling alone, I'm thinking that there's there's the upside is still there. If you need a lottery ticket, start Jamison Crowder in the flex this week. Okay. All right. So mostly we're sitting him unless it's a desperation play. All right. Now we're going to go talk about 
the Philadelphia tight ends. Now with tight ends, I know we're really bad on Philadelphia we all night, but tight ends a little different. They're the only shining light in Philadelphia. Now there's three decent ones. Let's start with Richard Rogers. Are we starting Richard Rogers now with Zach Ertz back? No, no, no. I, I think he's completely phased out. I mean, he was even a questionable play with, uh, Goddard in, but yeah, I think Richard Rogers is not is a hard sit. Uh, so, then how about Dallas Goddard then with Zach Ertz back? Yeah, I I think he's still a start. You think he's still a start? They're facing Green Bay, which all the third fewest points to tight ends. I'm gonna throw my argument that I was trying to have earlier, uh, and that's that. Goddard does just as well, if not a little bit better, with Ertz in. And I'm excited mm-hmm. for Ertz to be back for Goddard. Well, what about like a hurt Ertz? Like a hurt. <laughs> a hurts? I think I, th- I don't think there's hurts. I think Ertz is back to <laughs> full strength. Yeah, I think, uh, think going to be fine. I'm, I'm sitting Goddard. I'm sitting Goddard this week. For me, I'm keeping my eyes peeled on all of these guys. For yeah. me, if, uh, if, if these guys are all in, in New York... I'm in Hawaii. I'm staying as far away from these guys as I can. <laughs> All right. We're sitting Goddard. Then I'm guessing uh, I'm Zach Ertz is the final guy for his first week back. I'm sitting him. Let's, yeah, it's a tough I, matchup. I Let's see what's at. He's got, they got better days ahead of him with the Saints, Arizona, and Dallas coming up. Let's just, let's just put a pause button on Philadelphia altogether this week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, on to the running backs. Now, this one's going to be a little uh, hot take here. We're going to be talking about the New Orleans State's running backs, Evan Kamara and Latavius Murray. They're facing Atlanta, which actually has a decent run defense. They allow the 10th least points to running backs. Are we starting Kamara? I know it's a weird one to be asking. The last time he came to Atlanta, he only scored 10 points, and that's with the new running back one on the team, Taysom Hill. I'm starting him, and uh, I think it hurts it so hurt, bad to even ask Like that. 10 points, <laughs> if you're like, okay, if you're sure of 10 points, you could you could take a lottery ticket in your L, in your RB2 or in your flex. I, okay, I, Kaz, I see there's no you, reason not you, you to are, start him. Kaz, you, you can only pick one. Would you start this week, Alvin Kamara or Wayne Goldman? Goldman, and I'm like... I'm, I'm so I, it's tough to say. I'm so like, maybe it's just like, I just love making you say I it. I love Galvin. I mean, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's call this, let's call, let's call it a Cas pick of the week. I'm saying that Galvin is going to score more points than Alvin Kamara this week. And I'm putting it on my name, name value right here. All right. All right. Uh, so I think their consensus is going to be we're going to be starting Alvin Kamara, but. You might not be happy about it. Uh, Latavius Murray, though, is seeing work every single week now. Are we starting him? The last two weeks, he's outscored Alvin Kamara. Are, are we just starting him, too? Even if you don't have Kamara? I think if you don't have the handcuff, you're, you're probably already at a point that you're I, and starting Murray. Yeah, I, I think I'm starting Murray. If I, if I have him, he's a good flex play. I, I think if I have him, I don't have Kamara, I'm going to start Murray as my flex. Yeah. yeah, so I, for a high-end flex play, you're starting Latavius Mary. I, um, I, I would start him in RB2. I like Latavius RB2 even, okay. I like Latavius Mary here. All right. 
Uh, moving on to DeAndre Swift. Uh, well, it's pending him coming back this week, which it, signs are trending up for him. Uh, he's facing Chicago. Should they allow the eighth fewest points to running backs? Are we starting Swift after what we saw AP did last week? I'm going to go with no. I think no. that uh, you're, you're, st- you're worried about the injury concerns. Aaron Jones was only able to get 10 points. I, I'm aware that it was like a running back by committee for Green Bay there. But I think that you have a little bit of that with Detroit and with all the other issues going on. There's three backs over there. I, I'm willing to let it cook a little bit. Yeah, I, I think Swift's looking great, but I am, I'm going to, I'm not starting him this week. Yeah, I don't think the Bears are the ones to open up DeAndre Swift. Yeah, yeah I'm sitting. All right, we are sitting DeAndre Swift. Now, Let's move to who was a lot of people's first round picks. Clyde Edwards. Hey guys, just, just for the record on Swift, just to, guys, real quick, sorry, no, um, Clyde Edwards, but Jandra Swift came out hot out the gate uh, against Chicago in week one. He only scored 11 points in PPR. So that is just going to solidify my sit. Yeah. For that. Fair, fair, fair. All right. So we're talking about. CEH versus Denver. They allow the 15th most points against running backs. Are we sitting or starting him? The last time he was here, he scored his second touchdown of the year, but he still only got 13 points that game. I've given up on him a while ago. Like I said, are we starting him this week? I I think you start him. I think think you start him too. I think he's going to be coming back. I think that like he has good games against rough defenses. uh, His issue is Patrick Mahomes and the yep. wide receivers. Like if they're just hot, Mahomes isn't throwing to Clyde. He just, he's just not, he had a little bit at the beginning of the season, but he's just really fallen off now as a passing back. Uh, Le'Veon Bell did not come in and take the passing back spot. The passing back is Travis Kelsey. If you're going for those quick passes, going to Travis Kelsey, it's not going to a running back. I'm going to flip a little fun into this. Where do you guys put CEH on the over under of 11 points? Uh, ooh. over. Uh, I think it's close. I think I I predicted thirteen, and I'm I okay would. Yeah, he's averaging thirteen point nine points uh, a game. I, I'm going to go over, but slightly. Okay, I'm going to go with the under. Just are you are you starting him though? Or are you sitting? Him? You're, you said no, you're no, sitting. No, him. I'm sitting him. And then Cam, are you sitting him? Uh, I'll start him. Okay, so we got three to one on that one on starting, but not really convincing ones. Uh, moving on. To Duke Johnson, he's facing the Colts, who allow the fourth fewest points to running backs. Now, he looked decent against Detroit, but he was also saved by a big touchdown grab. Uh, but let's say uh, David Johnson's not coming back this week. Are we starting Duke Johnson against the Colts? Uh, no. no. <laughs> I haven't been impressed by Duke Johnson, and uh, – even yeah. with David Johnson just getting activated for his 21-day return for the uh, the injury, uh, the IR, I just don't see Duke Johnson being the guy. Like he just hasn't really impressed me at all. No, I uh, I as an owner of Duke Johnson in all three of my leagues, I have to start him at some, but that's just because I have to. But if I had the choice, he's sitting. We are 12 weeks in. 10 out of 12 times he's been under 10 points. And of those 10 times, very, very well under 10 points. Yeah, yeah, but that, that a lot of those times is where he was the 
backup the running backup. back. I understand. But. So you got it. Week nine and forward is when he was the starting running back. So 15, five, six, and 17. So he's a 50 50 matchup for a yeah. decent RB2 play right now. I'd rather play Name Hines. I didn't think there's more upside there. I agree with you. So consensus is sitting Duke Johnson. And on to our final two running backs. We're going to be talking about the Arizona backfield. Can you drink in? Chase Edmonds there against the Rams with a lot of the three third fewest points against running backs. Are we starting Kenyon Drake? Reoccurring. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard. It's hard for them. I yeah. They're they're up and down. They're up and down. Uh so Kenyon Drake, I'm I'm gonna start him. I think he's really people are saying Chase Edmonds are gonna take over the job. I was really banking on him taking over the job. I just don't see it happening. I, I'm gonna start Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I think you got to start. Welcome to the dark side, knees. Uh, <laughs> I've called Drake every single time on this, and I don't think I've missed. So I'm going to keep. Uh, there's a few weeks. Uh, Chase Edmonds has outscored uh, him. I absolutely hate Kenyon Drake. I've hated Kenyon Drake since he was a Dolphin. Since like it was him and uh, what was it, Mike Williams? <laughs> Damian, I can't remember. Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Williams. Yeah, but the. I'm into it. I'm into Kenyon Drake next week, as much as I hate to say it. Yeah. Respectably, recently, the only time that uh, Chase Edmonds outscored Kenyon Drake was in week 10, and that was by less than a point. Yeah. So. Um, it's, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, I I think as a flex play, you can start Chase Edmonds, but nothing more. Yeah, I'm not even sure if I want to start him as a flex play. Like The usage went... Uh, drastically down, and I'm not sure that it's going to get any better going forward. He's still part of the passing game, and that's the only thing you're really hoping for. Yeah, pretty much. He's a pass down back now. Which is fun, especially in PPR. Uh, but not as consistent as you would hope. Um, all right, well, I think that does it for the sit-start shotgun. Am I right? Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> uh, let's jump into our lock of the week. If you guys have been following the show, you already know, but the lock of the week is the guy that we are going to guarantee explodes. He gets a lot of points. He is above 20. He's doing great. Um, sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes it's not. But it's just you know our guy for the week. Uh, I will start it out. And I'm going to start out with... Devontae Parker. He's it's not as safe as we have been um, with lock of the weeks, really as I have been, but he's six receptions on 18 points two weeks ago, uh, eight receptions on 19 points this week. I think that regardless of who's throwing the ball to him, he is going to be the highest value target, and they're facing Cincinnati this week. So Devontae Parker is going to explode. We're going to see above 20 right here. Who wants to go next? For, uh, for me, it, it's Justin Jefferson. Um, there's no Thielen there. And I'm running it back, too. I've called Justin Jefferson before. He did well for me. Uh, it's the lack of the week. But without Thielen, against the Jags, your man's going to pop off for you. He's going to – I'm calling 30. Let's get 30 points from Justin Jefferson this week. Woo-hoo. Being yeah, a Dalvin Cook runner, I'm going to hope that we don't get 30 points from Justin Jefferson this <laughs> week. 
<laughs> because that means less for Dalby. But you absolutely might be right. I, I can definitely see a 30 point week out of him. Uh, I am going to go with Serling Shepard. I believe it's going to be a shootout against Seattle. Seattle's defense is atrocious. And I think this is going to be his breakout game of the season. Uh, I mean, since he came back from injuries in week seven, he's had very good stat lines looking good. I think this is going to be the game he breaks the 20 point margin. I really hope so for him because he has been so consistent and so good the entire year. I'd love to see him finally just be a stud. Um, and yeah, that is our lock of the week. So Devontae Parker, Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas, and Sterling Shepard. We didn't talk about Michael Thomas. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but my lock of the week is uh, Michael Thomas. <laughs> He's got a great uh, matchup against the Falcons. Uh, Taysom Hill seems to have a connection with him. I know it's someone we've been a little shaky on since he game back, but I think he puts up Michael Thomas points on the Falcons this week. Yeah, I think that um, Michael Thomas is the only guy that Jason Hill really trusts. Yeah, Michael Thomas was a clear number two for me as far as lock of the week goes. If uh, Justin Jefferson didn't have such a good matchup and didn't have the Thielen situation going on, I was really looking into that matchup there. Especially if you are PPR, because Taysom Hill was throwing like seven yard passes to Michael Thomas the entire game. It didn't stop. Um, and that was the only guy he was throwing to. So with a little bit of a couple games under his belt um, against the Atlanta defense, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. You want to call 30 points on Thomas or you want to just call it the above 20 mark? I, I think we... Uh... I don't know. I don't know if we see 30, but I think it's possible. I think you're locking up. For me, the lock of the week on Michael Thomas is like 15 points. You're, you're, he's safe. <laughs> he's going to get what you need. I'm, I'm saying like 20-ish. Okay. Fair. But let's let's call 20 points. I, I want to call him 20 points, uh, especially in PPR. I think he's, he's going to get a touchdown, and he's going to get a lot of looks. So there it is, our lock of the week. Uh, Devontae Parker, Michael Thomas, Justin Jefferson, and Sterling Shepard. So, with that being said, we are going to wrap up the show with a beer review of Hazy Hero, a hazy IPA by Revolution Brewing. Uh, We're going to talk about the beer, rate the beer, uh, see pretty much what you guys think about it. Uh, Kaz, why don't you go first? Uh, For me, it's probably got a four stars off. It's very flavor forward for a hazy, which is uh, unusual, actually. Like a lot of the hazies are very reserved because they're uh, brewed with the oats and the such. But this one is flavor forward. It's got a nice mouthfeel. And uh, I'm just a big fan overall. First of all, the oats and the such, that is a technical term for brewing. Uh, You can ask any brewer that you know. The oats and the such is the number one ingredient to hazies. Exactly. Absolutely. That's what they do in the Northeast. Northeast, we brew with oats and such. <laughs> oats and the such. Kim, uh, what do you think? I think it's a great hazy. Uh, I'd probably put it at a probably put it at a four. It's definitely got that soft mouth feel. <laughs> Keep going for a hazy. <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's not super. It's not super. Uh, it's not super hoppy. But it's it's good beer. It's good hazy. Yeah. <laughs> hazy. I know. I know you're not a huge hazy guy. What do you What do you think here? 
You know, it's not the worst. Uh, I'm going to go three. Uh, hard, like right in the middle. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm going to go with a four on this one, too. Uh, it was incredibly smooth. Uh, a lot of a lot of fruity notes forward. Um, that's great with a hazy, and it wasn't it wasn't too hazy, but it definitely had like the like Cam said the, the creamy mouth feel. Yeah, you know? it, <laughs> it, it it was thick, but it wasn't like a milkshake, and I'm, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about it's a good beer. Guys. It's a good beer. Yeah. I like it. It's a great beer. So a consensus of 3.75 stars. I believe that may be a contender for our highest beer rate yet. Uh, Hazy Hero, check it out for the mouthfeel. <laughs> and with that, that is going to wrap up our show. We are Sit, Start, Drink. Again, you guys can check us out on all these socials on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Sit, Start, Drink. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we hope you guys are going to get to the playoffs and with that, win the playoffs with all of our tips, tricks, and advice. So take it easy, guys. Until next time. Peace. See you later.